welcome to our podcast. My name's Yasmin and I'm a director here at Synergy Recruitment. Hi, I'm Marie. I'm also a director at Synergy. Can't believe I'm finally able to say this, but welcome to 2021. Last year was a little bit of a strange one, to say the least. Um, so we thought we'd talk a little bit about what changes happened in the recruitment industry um, and what changes Synergy had to make to adapt um, and, and I guess moving on to what, what we expect to happen in 2021 yeah. really for recruitment. So um, yeah. what has COVID-19 meant for us and the recruitment industry, Marie? Well, I remember last March vividly. So it was Friday the 20th of March, the last day that the children were at school for five and a half months. Um, and I think the week before, we'd actually been joking a little bit, mm. thinking, why are people panic buying toilet rolls? <laughs> we and didn't take it seriously what? at first, did we? No, not at all. And then you made the joke that, oh, what happens if they close the schools? And now, like, the fear of God, I was like, no, that can't happen. <laughs> like, just cannot happen. The sheer panic on her face when I made that joke. I genuinely didn't think it was actually ever going to happen, though, for real. No, well, we didn't, did we? And then on the, I think it was the month that Monday, they did the press um, conference mm-hmm. Boris did mm-hmm. um, and the next day we went into the office on the Tuesday oh. and we had boards like full of jobs placements due to, to happen mm. and the phone it was like a domino effect wasn't it Awful. one after the other clients contacting us cancelling jobs putting them on hold it was cancelling placements that people were due to start decided not to start them anymore yeah you know, which at the time was completely understandable because I think anything like that you have a situation of uncertainty and businesses are gonna decide to put recruitment on hold and all that sort of thing because you don't make big decisions when you're not sure of what's going to happen in the future do you so we did expect it that day after the press conference but that was a dark day a dark dark day wasn't it it was because I I remember the credit crunch and the recession at that that time back in 2008 and it was really difficult in the recruitment industry then but it was not to the same degree mm. as this because it was the you know it's never been before where we were on a complete national lockdown um and it was like doomsday wasn't it yeah. like what is going to happen yeah. we don't know how long it's going to last um you know we've only been in business not not even two years about a year and a half yeah, it wasn't was. it something yeah. like that um and so, we pretty much packed up everything that day didn't we and we closed the office door and i remember saying to each other I don't know when we're going to open that door again. No. And it was really weird, wasn't it, to not have an idea of what was going to happen next. Yeah, because you then put the announcement on social media, didn't you, that Mm. basically, obviously working from home, not sure what's going to be happening, you know, wishing everybody safe and well. But yeah, it was then, from that, three months, April, May, June, of absolute zero business, (laughs) not a job. It was... (laughs) Um, but I think for me although yes that was scary I had the biggest challenge of my Mm. life with homeschooling which setting up a business is a doddle compared to teaching a five-year-old and an eight-year-old I can tell you Mm. that (laughs) I definitely did not envy her throughout that period of time no I was a broken woman (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was just we just had to just stay hopeful I suppose yeah. like a lot of businesses and just keep waiting for the further announcements yeah um and then I think when we got back then it was it started off slowly didn't it then people yeah. now to begin with we had like the, the odd vacancy coming through which was great mm. and then when it relaxed even more the regulations we had a whole different 
seem to deal with them because we had mass redundancies everywhere. The, can the market was full of candidates, you know, as we know, people were losing their jobs. Mm. People are on furlough. Um, there aren't many jobs available. Um, so when it did come to recruiting again after the, the, that, those three months, completely different. we were just, it had gone from being a candidate-driven market, hadn't it, mm. where there was not enough candidates for the jobs that were available to being a completely vacancy-led market. And, you know, we were getting hundreds and hundreds of responses for any job that we were advertising. Yeah. Um, and it made the process so much longer. Yeah, it did. And I'll tell you what as well, because when we were going through that three-month period of nothing, mm. my fear at that point wasn't necessarily that there weren't going to be any jobs or any companies recruiting once we came out of the lockdown because I think I was kind of aware of the fact that at some point things have got to bounce back yeah my fear was that businesses that did then decide to recruit wouldn't choose to use agencies anymore because yeah. I thought because there are going to be a lot of candidates out there mm. on the market unfortunately because of all the redundancies that businesses would feel as though they didn't need to use us to go and find them candidates because there would just be an abundance of them out there. Yes. Um, and actually, to be honest, luckily, obviously for us, <laughs> that's not really turned out to be the case because as no. you were just saying, yeah. what we have found is if anything, it became more difficult because yeah. there were so many more candidates. So mm. the shortlisting process, I mean, we were coming in and open up our inboxes with hundreds of applications in there. You know, the yeah. time that it takes to shortlist them down to the, to the few candidates that have the right skill sets for the role, mm. you know. And also actually above that, the fact that it was important, it always is, but it was almost more important at that point to make sure that we were not only finding candidates that could do the job, but candidates that genuinely wanted the job um, yeah, and not just kind of for the short, short term. term, but genuinely it was something they would be interested in in the long term, which is always our, our goal. So it was almost kind of using our skill sets and questioning even more to make yeah. sure that we were narrowing it down to people that were genuinely interested in the role that we were advertising or recruiting for, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was, it's really hard, isn't it? Because you've got, you're dealing with lots of candidates that are in this awful situation where they've lost their, their job and, and there's so much uncertainty out there. Um, you know, and they might be more than capable of doing a particular job, but they may be, say, way overqualified and we had to then be explaining to them the reasons why and that, you know, unfortunately, it would, you know, you've got too much experience, for example, you know, and, and they are sort of on the phone, desperate to just have a job. And they're saying to us, look, I, I'll do any job. I just want to get back to work again, which I totally get because I'd be exactly the same. I would be happy to, you know, to do anything um, to be working. But like you said, for us and for our clients, it's about finding the right candidates that want this job for the long term, mm -hmm. not just for the next six months whilst we're in this pandemic. So it was, you know, you're having to have those difficult conversations and it's just, it's really hard, isn't it? As a human being, when you're dealing with human beings and you understand the impact that this is, our decision is going to have on them. Yeah. But, you know, we've got to do the right thing from our clients. So that was just a whole complete change around and yeah. something that we had to sort of adapt to and, and advise our clients as well because I think there was there is that assumption that well there's lots of candidates in the marketplace mm. there aren't many jobs so we found that clients were taking longer to make to decisions, make decisions. Yeah. but actually what was happening is the candidates that we that were in the mix for the jobs we were dealing with were also 
applying for other jobs, having other interviews, and because the clients was taking a bit longer than normal, they were accepting that offer that they got first of all because they were so yes. scared of yeah. the uncertainty, weren't they? It so, kind of felt like whatever role came to them first, that's what they were going to jump into. Yeah. So it had to be a situation of the clients moving quickly um, to, not, to not lose out. But but at that point, we didn't know that was the case, did we? So not we then had to quickly adapt and learn from that going wrong a couple of times, unfortunately. Yes, which we weren't used to. Because no. normally <laughs> this doesn't happen where, you, you know, you normally the candidates go along, they have the interview, the client makes a decision and we know they want the job, so it's fine. Mm. And then we had a couple of candidates that were offered jobs but it was too late because yeah. they said, well, I'm sorry, but it took too long and I've accepted something else. And that, so we then had to, like you say, adapt and then go and speak to our clients moving forward and explain this is actually the situation in the marketplace mm. at the moment. You know, if you want to genuinely recruit someone as soon as possible and the right person, obviously, then we've got to make sure we're being as efficient as possible throughout this process so yeah. that you don't lose somebody. Yeah. I think as well, well, I guess number one main way that things changed for us, the recruitment industry, recruitment in general, was how many people were then working from home, recruiting from home, onboarding people remotely. You know, all of a sudden you go from a situation where people working from home is a a rarity and a luxury to pretty much the whole country is, you know, and how do you then, and I guess as well, actually, that was part of the reason why a lot of recruitment drives were put on hold, because in the beginning when that happened, companies weren't used to the idea of actually mm. recruiting entirely remotely, you know, having interviews via video, never meeting somebody in person. Yes. But once we came out of that first lockdown and it was clear that maybe that would still need to be the case, I yeah. think businesses decided that they just had to adapt to that because you've got to get you've got to get moving on it, haven't you? So even if you've got to interview candidates via video, mm. that's just what you've got to do. So I think during the first lockdown as well, they was they had to focus all their attention on getting their own staff set up yeah. working from home you know the amount of conversations where people are trying to get laptops so that the, the staff can work from home and then any sort of it related issues that they were having so they had to like have that massive learning mm. curve didn't they yes um and then yes it's then going from right interviewing face to face one stage two stage interviews to no it needs to then be done via video calls now for us we were doing video calls anyway weren't we because we always meet with all of our candidates um so you we used to give them an option of either coming to our office or we could do a video call Mm. so we were sort of used to it thankfully um as uncomfortable as it is still um but then our clients and candidates had to get used to it and it's a whole different ball game isn't it when you're actually having a video interview rather than being face to face so it's prepping the candidates in a different way and making sure you're doing trial runs with them so that the phone's the right way or you know making sure the backdrop's okay that they're going to be using and I think it's just more nerve-wracking isn't it because it's completely different and that's actually both for the clients and the candidates you know it's not it's not just because the client's doing the interview that they feel completely comfortable with it because they didn't. And in a lot no. of cases, I was saying to candidates who were going for interviews, you know, this is the first time that this person is interviewing via video as well. So they'd probably yeah. be a bit nervous too. So it was kind of this new situation for both parties mm. to, to navigate. Um, and that's what we were kind of helping or trying to help people to kind of get comfortable with the idea of. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. And and then also you, you have the constant, you know, doors going, deliveries are being dropped off, and then you've got to get used to having like, you know, dogs barking or children walking <laughs> in. Can I have a biscuit? Because you know you're on a video call and you can't say no. So, you, you know, but I think it became, in a way, that helped it because people have become more relaxed. Mm. You, you, you know you've got to be understanding because we're all in the same yeah. situation where we're trying to juggle our personal lives mixed in with our business life and these things um, happen, don't they? So Definitely the year of adaptation, 2020. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon.